Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are the teacher they are the mentee. Like, is mentee the word? But basically, you're mentoring them through all their life troubles. And these people kind of take all the life force out of you. And at first, you think it's a really good friendship because this person is confiding in you. They trust you with all their personal information. Whenever they have a problem, they come to you. But then you start to realize that when you have a problem and you try to confide in them, they have absolutely nothing to offer. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast Solo Edition. I know I said I wasn't going to do another solo podcast, but the fucking podcast place was booked up. They've been booked up for two fucking weeks. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be cursing this much in the beginning. I'm trying to be peace per this year. So number one, according to Jesus Christ, it's a pray for you. Everybody so come here. Everybody relax. Jesus loves you. Unless you are a gay sinner, then Jesus, Jesus, Jesus don't like you. It's because nobody like a person who like a penis too much. Lesbian is okay. So number one, Caesar time, very nice. I like a sound when a pussy hit a pussy. Um... <laughs> Uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I apologize. I'm a very crass human being. Um, but normally we don't do solo podcasts. But once again, there's no studio space. And I have about a few more sessions there. And it's booked out. But I don't know. We're, we're going to see what's up, man. Uh, how, have you, how have all of you been? Has it been a good week? And if it hasn't been a good week, listen, that's just some shit that we go through every now and then. 
listen on the way here uh, so this past weekend i uh I went to Vegas for some business reasons and also for some pleasure. I went with my wife and uh, every time I'm in Vegas, I always stay at my buddy Bart's place, right? And I, I think that, you know, during these solo podcasts, I do want to take the time to answer questions that people have, whether it's about your personal life, whether it's about things that you are curious about that I'm curious about in, in terms of my thoughts. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Uh, first of all, before we start this off, I do want to say this, right? Um, when you take advice or when, I wouldn't even say advice, suggestions from social media people, just know that we're not shit. We know absolutely fucking nothing. And we are only uh, drawing the things that we're saying from our personal life experiences. Don't take it for truth. Don't even take it for fact. Even if we state facts, do your own research, right? Take everything with a grain of salt. I think one of the things that um, a lot of people mistakenly do, uh, not just with social media people, but just with people in your life in general, when you ask somebody for advice, you take everything that they say to heart and you think, uh, and then you immediately apply it. I don't think that's what you should do. I, I just realized I don't have any pants on. Um, so we're just going to move past that. If you could see my dick on this podcast, I apologize. I'll blur it out. But <laughs> when you take advice from social media people, right? A lot of the times when people make videos, it's, it's mainly based around content. So I genuinely don't believe that most people have your best interest in mind. Um, and so when they give these thoughts out, they're thinking about content first, rather than having the advice or the life uh, experience be applicable to you, to you. So even when you listen and you try to learn things from me, remember, I'm a fucking idiot. Take 10% of what I say and process it for yourself. And the reason why you should do that is because sometimes, right? When you hear this advice, and if you're that person out there that applies it 100% in your life, you tend to get disappointed in the person that gave you the advice. You go, well, you said it was gonna work out this way and it fucking did it. You don't know anything else. You don't know anything at all, which may be true, or you could take the personal responsibility and say, hey, I'm an adult, I'm a human being, and so I need to pick and choose what I like from this and try to apply it in the way that I can. So when you listen to this podcast and I tell you these things, I'm not saying this is as, hold card, uh, as cold hard facts. I'm not telling you that you should apply this to your life. I'm only giving you a snippet of what I've experienced and see if it can apply to you, right? One of the biggest mistakes that I've made uh, early on in social media was uh, when I was younger, I would say things so matter of factly as if it applied to everyone. And it really doesn't. Um, there are certain things that happen in your life in very specific sequences that allow you to come to the conclusions that you have and other people won't experience that. So when I used to do this like section where I would answer these questions or give you guys life advice, I wouldn't give you this disclaimer. So let me just give you this disclaimer. Social media people are fucking stupid. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. For me, now that I'm older, I'm in my mid thirties, I feel like I have more life experience to give. And um, I've been able to sit and think about the things that I want to talk about. So uh, I, I think I am in a better position in my life where hopefully the things that I say can affect you in a positive way. And if it hurts your feelings, I, I also don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, um, so one of the biggest questions um, that I constantly get in my DMs, and there's usually a lot, there's a lot of uh, reoccurring ones, um, it's how to develop friendships, right? Because a lot of people see 
the friendships that I have online. And I actually don't share a lot about them. Like you rarely see me post about my wife. You rarely see me post about my really close friends because I'm kind of busy experiencing the great experiences with them rather than thinking about what posts I'm going to make after having a good time. Because, because probably one of my biggest pet peeves with a lot of creators is that um, if you hang out with a lot of YouTubers and a lot of social media people, you will be having a really fun, good time and they'll stop the moment and they'll be like, hey, can we redo this again? Oh, hey, living my best life because I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to fuck with you. I'm living my best life. And after they shoot it, they go back to their phone and they're quiet as fuck. I don't do that shit. If I'm having a good time, I'm having a good time. So if you're asking me like how to make good friends, this is a very interesting topic because you know, growing up for me, I making friends was actually really hard um, because I just didn't fit in anywhere, whether it was because I didn't wear the coolest clothes. Um, I couldn't really make eye contact when I spoke to people. I had a lot, a lot of social fucking anxiety. Um, I was socially awkward. There are a plethora of reasons why nobody wanted to be my friend. And I understand because if I went back in time, I wouldn't be my friend either. <laughs> but, um, you know, it got to a certain point where I remember like even in high school, right? Uh, I think I always kind of stuck out a little bit. Uh, I was kind of obnoxious, very loud, very opinionated about stupid things that I probably shouldn't have been. But my goal in life was just to always make people laugh. So, I, you know, sometimes it would hit, sometimes it wouldn't. And when you grow up as a person who is very solidified in who they are and they want to stick to that person, you're, you're going to stick out. And it actually becomes very, very fucking lonely. When you stick to your ideals and your morals and you won't waver on them it's going to be hard to make friends immediately in the first place especially in high school especially when you're young because as much as people say that they like independence they they don't like to go with the flow or the crowd yeah you fucking do you love it. You know why? Because it's the easier path and there's nothing wrong with that. It's easier to follow a pack. It's easier to like the music that everybody else like likes. It's easier to, to like the food that everybody else likes. And it's very hard to disagree with people because being a disagreeable person means that you are somebody that likes to cause trouble. And sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes, right? Sometimes you want to enjoy the things that you enjoy. You want to be yourself. But guess what? There's a cost to that. Sometimes you end up being very, very lonely because people will push you aside and they'll treat you like a fucking outcast. And I felt like that for a good portion of my life. Now, let me tell you when that started changing for me. You know, when I was in high school, um, obviously fat, chubby Asian dude, thick old glasses because I had terrible vision. Like my eyes were so fucking bad. Um, if you put an object about maybe an inch and a half away, that's when things would be uh, very clear and visible to me. Like, you know what I hated the most about having glasses? You know, when you have glasses and your vision's really, really bad, and then you fall asleep with your glasses on, and then your fat Korean face smushes it up, and suddenly your fucking uh, glasses look like they're throwing up gang signs and shit. And then, and then you're trying to like mold the metal back into your fat fucking face. And this motherfucker would be like this. It'd be throwing up crip and blood all over your face. What's up, Cup? 
I fucking hated that. Or the lens would pop out and then you're trying to use one fucking eye to see where the other lens went. That was like my whole life of being blind as fuck as a kid. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, in high school, there, <laughs> there was this moment where I, I, I had in high school where I said, you know, um, fuck it. I don't, I don't even want to fit in anymore. I want to be myself. And because when I tried to be something that I wasn't, it just never fucking worked out. It never worked out. Do you have any idea how hard it is to keep up a lie consistently every day for the rest of your life, especially when you're lying to yourself? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. Hey, all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description, and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app, and you'll be supporting my show, too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. I like this. I like it, too. I like this music. I like that music too. You have to keep up these lies and these stories over and over and over again. And it starts to wear out on you all the time. And even in the current example of that, right? Like when I tell these stories, you're always going to hear something switch a little bit. But the heart of the story is true is because I'm trying to hide people's identities. And um, I just don't 
want people to be hurt because you know i'm from a small town so when i tell stories about people that are in a small town i always switch up the gender i switch up the names i switch up details here and there but i try to get the heart of the story and like 80 percent of it is true that's also very fucking hard to do so when you hear these stories you're going to hear little things flip up here and there uh, and that's also like artistic integrity and stuff like that but um every day when i tried to do that in high school it was so fucking hard and i remember i had this moment where i'm just like you know what it was my senior year of high school and I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm not gonna be going to the school anymore and if anything else, I'll be leaving here. So let me just live my life the way that I want, want to. And so I joined choir. I did like community service stuff. I started singing more. I started uh, diving more into the arts and I started becoming more in tune with my feelings. I, st I asked out the girl that I liked uh, for like four years and I just didn't care anymore. And, you know, albeit sometimes people didn't understand what the fuck I was doing. They're like, yeah, this guy's all over the place. But I felt very comfortable in my skin. And I had to deal with the fact that being comfortable in your skin and being an individual makes it very, very lonely. Well, there's an upside to this. When you become very solidified in who you are and the bonds that you make with people, when you become that person, the bonds that you make after that are very, very strong. Why? Because if you expect honesty and truthfulness in yourself, then you expect that out of the people around you as well. Do you know what I mean by that? You have to be the foundation of what it is to be a good friend first to yourself before you find other people in your life that you can create those bonds with. If you are, if your foundation is shaky as an individual, who do you think you are to bring other people into your world? It's pure chaos. People don't trust people who are flaky like that. You know, I, I think like with me too, um, and I spoke about this a little bit, but I even dislike it when people just go along with everything that I say. Not all the time. And I'm not telling you that I like being around people who like to argue, but I like people who like to make choices and are solidified in the things that they enjoy. And even then, sometimes for me right now, it's it's a little weird, right? Um, for other people, not so much for me. And I joke about this. So just to go back to the whole Vegas thing, like when the last time I was in Vegas with my friends, they were talking about the steakhouse called uh, Peter Luger's. And uh, Peter Luger's, if you guys don't know, is a classic steakhouse. And years ago, you know, what Peter Luger's was doing, and I agree with my buddy Robin, he, he and I talked about this, is that Peter Luger's did something very great for steakhouses. Um, New York people love it, they swear by it. But by today's standards, a lot of steakhouses have, have kind of taken what they've done and improved on it and have refined what they do. And for me, uh, I like Peter Luger's, but I'm not a big fan of it. So they all wanted to go eat at Peter Luger's. I know the price tag on it and I know other places that I like better than it. So I said that I, I think it's very whatever and let's, let's try some other spots out. And so I kind of mentioned that, hey, uh, you guys can go eat there and then I'll go eat somewhere else with me and my wife. Uh, and then we can meet up after. So I make these choices. And I think for them, by the way, they weren't upset or anything, but they're just like, oh, why do you want to leave the group? Like, we got to stick together. Like, I miss you. You know, it, it, it all comes from a great place, which, you know, number one, it feels great because they want to spend time with us. And, and I think most people in that situation would have just been like, okay, let's just go there. Let's just go eat there, even if I don't like it. For me, I choose, chose the route of honesty and how I feel. And I gave an option that was outside of me just going to eat there and not enjoying my time. I said, Hey, I want to go some, even if they, if, even if they didn't agree with it, which they didn't, they weren't pushy on it. This is all just fun talk. 
but those are the type of things that this is the type of like behavior that I developed over time, which is like, I got to stick to who I am and what I enjoy. I don't want to sit there and lie to people and tell somebody I enjoy something when I don't, because it feels very dishonest. And once again, even if I have to go eat away from them and do my own thing for a bit, which can be lonely at the end of the day, it ends up being that I am a stronger person at the end of it, right? Because I stuck with these choices. And guess what? I also found a group of people that accept that as well. I developed strong friendships because I developed a strong relationship with myself first. These people don't have to second guess my motives. They don't have to second guess who I am. When I say things that are out of pocket, they almost expect this out of me because this is who I am as a person. I don't change who I am based on who I am around. To a certain extent, right? Of course, we all code switch here and there. We do things to make people more so, more uh, comfortable in social situations, but the essence of who I am will never, ever change. When I was younger, I was lonely because of it. I, I know it's like, it's a very weird or hard concept to understand for people uh, because sometimes people think that you're being very combative, but that's really not the case. And everything comes with nuance, right? Yes. If the whole group is down to go eat somewhere and there aren't really much choices, uh, yeah, I'll be down to go and it's not gonna be a problem. I won't be upset. That's just one example. But because they know who I am, they know that I'm gonna do these things, they, they get me. And I'm just very honest about it. I found great bonds with Bart and Joe over time. And you know how I met them, and we've talked about this on the podcast, um, we met at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. And when we met each other, we kind of sparked it off. We had a lot of jokes. The interaction was really great. That's because they were also very solid human beings. And I knew that I didn't have to second guess who they are every time I met them. Uh, there's somebody in my life right now that I don't personally like, but I have to be around them for certain reasons. Um, and they're exhausting because every time I see them, here's a big sign of uh, somebody who's very like dishonest. You ever see somebody that you've met multiple times, but they treat you like they've just met you for the first time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you have a good bond and a good friendship with somebody, they kind of treat you like shit a little bit, right? They just go, hey, what's up? How are you? What's up, you little bitch or whatever? I don't know how your friends are, but this person that I meet always is that agreeable, likable person that always greets me like they've never met me before and I fucking hate it. And that's why we'll never really open up to each other. And that's why we'll never re really be good friends. I, I now have a great group of friends and I had it even in Sacramento because once again, I made the right choice of choosing me first. Friendship is very tricky. And it's a relationship that I, th I don't think a lot of people understand how much work it takes, right? Because when we talk about work uh, in relationships, we usually only talk about it with significant others. But with your friendship, it also takes a lot of effort too. Um, like, have you ever had a friend that constantly takes and gives nothing back, right? And the worst part about friendships like this is that in the beginning, you don't realize that you two aren't really good friends. You're act, you actually start becoming a, a, a you, the position in your life, the position that you have in their life, I mean, is mentorship and student. You are the teacher. They are the mentee. Like, is mentee the word? But basically, you're mentoring them through all their life troubles. And these people kind of 
take all the life force out of you. And at first you think it's a really good friendship because this person is confiding in you. They trust you with all their personal information. Whenever they have a problem, they come to you. But then you start to realize that when you have a problem and you try to confide in them, they have absolutely nothing to offer. They are what we call people who use you as emotional tampons. You absorb all their fucking shit and they just toss you in the trash. This is not a good friendship at all, right? And you don't realize this. And the reason why you don't realize this is because sometimes for us, when we give, you know, people who are sound, when they, when we give advice or we give suggestions, we feel a certain way. We feel good when we could help somebody out. But then after a while, you start to realize that that well runs really fucking dry real soon. And then you start to realize that you are just there to therapize them and you have nothing to gain in the friendship. I'm not talking about monetary gains. I'm not talking about social clout. I'm talking about these emotional benefits, these bonds that you create a it's really hard to create an equal bond with somebody when you are the person who is in a superior position, constantly giving them advice at all times. And then they start developing this, developing this habit of becoming something I call an asshole. You know what an asshole is? An asshole is somebody who constantly comes to you for advice for the same fucking problems, only to hear themselves talk, but not apply any of it in their lives. And I'm not saying that um, you should always give somebody advice when they're going through problems. Sometimes you're there just to listen. Sometimes you're there just to shut the fuck up and hear them talk about the problems. But when it becomes incessant, when they keep bringing up the same problems over and over and over again and nothing changes, all only thing that happens is you end up walking away stressed and they feel better momentarily because they got to blurt out all this bullshit. They become the asshole. You are now drained. And what the fuck has become of your friendship? There has never been a friendship in the first place. You have mentored them. You are not equals at all whatsoever. And we've gone through this and even in my own personal circles, right? Where we've had to cut out people who were incredibly toxic. And the crazy thing about toxic friendships are or people who are really bad is that even if the whole group realizes this bad behavior in an individual and you can confront them about it, you could talk to them about it, they will somehow develop this thing of everybody is against me. I'm alone on an island. I am right. Everybody else is wrong. Well, guess what? If everybody's saying the same thing about your bad habits and you're the only one who thinks that it's okay, maybe you're not made for this group. I don't know. Maybe you're the problem. Even with me being someone who has a solid as who I believe is solid in his like ideals, people like this creep into my life. Uh, I think I now have an ability because I've been fucked over so many times that I could pick up on it a lot faster now than most people. But it doesn't mean that I don't. It's just that if it wasn't for the fact that I took the time to be alone and be lonely and continue to stick to the person that I am and find the people in my life who appreciate it, that I am able to find this out fat, this, this negative trait in other people a lot faster than most people. Let me give you an example of uh, somebody, someone in my life who wasn't like this and how it turned out for them. Now, this person and I don't talk to each other anymore. And you're going to hear a lot of stories about people who I had to cut out. And not just me, a lot of other people too. I was probably just one of the first ones that decided to kind of stick through it. Uh, I have a relative who is somebody who is incredibly narcissistic and somebody I had to cut out. And I should have seen this early on in their behaviors. This person was somebody, uh, this cousin of mine was somebody who 
did everything for everybody else because he was seeking affection in the wrong places. So he became somebody that was very, very untrustworthy and he would step on people to get what he wants and he wouldn't even know that he's doing it simply because he wanted to find um, approval from everybody else. Um, growing up with him was interesting because when we were younger, we were really close. But as I became older and I started to mature and he didn't, um, we started slowly falling apart. And I got into the position in his life where I became the, the mentor to him and we stopped becoming equals and we're the same age. Well, that kind of stuff too, when, when you're around some of these people, sometimes they start to build resentment towards you because you're doing better than them. And instead of, instead of celebrating your victories or asking for help or even using your success as motivation to better themselves, they take that as a way in their mind. They think that now we think that we're better than them. And they start to create these fake narratives of like, oh, this person mistreated me before. Oh, look at him now. Now he's successful. Now he's going to push me aside and cast me aside. Rather than looking at themselves and saying like, maybe the way that I am behaving is causing this rift between us. So one day, and I thought, you know, everything was really cool between us. And then I see this little uh, Facebook post about me. And I saw this Facebook post because a bunch of people uh, started texting me and calling me. It's like, hey, do you know what your cousin is saying about you online? I was like, my cousin? Like, who the fuck is talking shit about me? It's like, can't be one of my cousins because we're good. So I see this whole Facebook post and this whole Facebook post goes in like, oh, this guy is like too big for me now. You know, he doesn't really talk to me anymore because of X, Y, and Z. I, you know, when he needed money, I gave him money. When he needed food, I gave him food. When he needed a place to stay, I gave him my spot to say I took care of him. Let me tell you here, you something, you little fucking bitch. None of that was fucking true. In our family, this guy has consistently been the fucking loser. He was writing the story that he wished that he could have been the main person in it. Like he wrote the story as he rewrote everything where he was the hero in his own story when none of this fucking happened. And the crazy thing about writing things online is that there's no way to refute it uh, aside from me going on and then bashing him online and showing receipts, right? But who the fuck carries receipts for these types of things? So he goes on this long diatribe about how much he's helped me and everything else. I have never borrowed a single cent from him. I have never stayed at his place because he's never had a place for me to fucking stay at. He's never helped me with anything. And if anything else, when he tried to be a YouTuber himself, I used to shoot and film his stuff and help him out when I was early on into my a YouTube career. So basically he was taking the story, my story, and he was applying it to himself. And so the person that he hated wasn't me. He hated himself and he wanted my story. I saw this shit. And let me tell you something. When it comes to friends and family, there's something I don't tolerate. Family business always stays in family business. And that's how it's supposed to be. I don't like people talking about family business to everybody else. It's supposed to stay here. And if you have a problem with me, you can go ahead and talk to me one on one. So long story short with this, he goes on and and writes all this bullshit about me. I'm fucking heated. Here's the thing. People know me. 
People know my character and they know who he is too. Now there was a few fucking people out there that kind of wrote, oh, that's fucked up. I can't believe he would do that. That sounds like some shit that he would do even though they don't fucking know me at all. But they took that fucking uh, narrative and they ran with it. But most people were like, hey, that doesn't sound like David. What the fuck are you doing? That's not true at all. So eventually he takes that fucking post down. Now me, I'm fucking mad. I give him a call. He doesn't pick up. I give him a call. He doesn't pick up. Now, at this point, I'm leaving very angry voice messages. I'm cursing him out like, hey, pick up your fucking phone. When I see you, I'm going to fuck you up. All that, you know, family shit. So he picks up the phone and he starts crying, saying like, oh, by the way, I already called his parents. I was like, hey, do you see what your fucking son wrote about me on, on a fucking Facebook? Did you see that shit? And they were clearly upset and disappointed in him. And I'm like, listen, I'm you're not going to stop me. But when I see him, I'll beat up your fucking son. And there was nothing that they could do. They were like, this is him being the stupid version that he is. And they know about his stupid ass fucking behaviors. So he finally picks up the phone and I start going in on him. I start yelling at him and I just ream into him. And ever since then, you know, long story short with this is that I cannot allow somebody like that into my inner circle anymore. Now, this person can better himself and apologize and do all that stuff. That's perfectly fine. There is no trust here. There's absolutely zero fucking trust because that's some scumbag shit. And what I feel is that even if this person is in a better place in their life now, when something goes bad, they will revert back to the same person. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is who they are, or who they are going to be for the rest of their life. But for but for me, because now that I'm older and I have a lot more to lose, I can't risk it. So I have, haven't spoken to him in a very, very long time. And I'm pretty sure that he's probably grown up and he feels bad about it. But one of the things about like forgiveness is that I get to choose when I get to forgive you. And in, to be honest with you, I never will. I will never, ever forgive you for doing shit like that. What I will do is empathize with you and understand why you did it. You've always been, you know, just to kind of wrap it back to the topic of this podcast, he was always that person that didn't know who the fuck he was. And because of that, he was very dangerous. He was very volatile. Loves you one day, hates you the fucking next. Smile in front of your face, but say some shit about you uh, behind your back. How he would try to connect with people was try how to was either trauma bonding, talking shit about somebody else, or if he found somebody that he looked up to, he would kiss their ass and do everything for them, hoping to buy into their affection. And that right there is somebody you never, ever, ever let into your circle. They will step on you at any chance that they can get. When they are happy, they treat you well. When things go bad for them, you are the one to blame for their situation. And that is somebody that you cannot have in your circle. And like I said, this person might be in a very good place in their life and they might apologize to me and I'll accept that apology. But you and I will never, ever, ever be the same like it was before. Because no matter how terrible things are going on in my life, I have never, ever done that to anybody. Ever. That's how important friendships are to me. That's how important it is to me because it goes back to that time when I felt fucking alone, when I had to stick to who I am, be the odd person out, knowing that I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just didn't vibe with everybody else and I had to be alone. 
So I understand the importance of friendship. I understand why friendship is important. I understand these fucking bonds. So when you break that bond, it means a lot more than anything to me. An apology doesn't fucking do it. And guess what? You will be fine. Now that you're a better person than you learned this life lesson, you will move on. And hopefully you won't do that to somebody else. But it's not going to start with me ever again. We're moving on for that. So when you ask this question about like, how do you make friends? Let's just wrap back around to it. You make friends by being your friend first. You find out who you are. You find out what your values are. You find out what's important to you. And then you kind of pick apart the things that you enjoy about yourself. I'm not saying that those people out there who don't have any friends at all are probably somebody who's really good and they just haven't found their crowd. Sometimes you're a fucking asshole, but maybe that's why you need to be alone a bit because there's probably traits about yourself that you don't like that you probably have to fix. But if you are a solid person, you are a good person, you know that you just don't vibe with things that everybody else says, you're going to find your group one day. And the group that you will find eventually, they're going to be great. They're going to be solid. My people that I have around now, I die for them. To a certain extent, I die for them. Like if I had like, I don't know, like a functioning organ I didn't need, I'll give it to them. Though my organs are probably trash and it will probably kill them a lot faster. I'll give it to you. I'll do it. (laughs) But in order for you to develop strong bonds, build one with yourself first. You are important. You are very, very important. It's a lonely path. But when you find your group that gets you, there is nothing like it at all. When I went to Vegas this week and I got to kick it with Bart and all the friends, it only solidified and gave and and reaffirmed why I love these people so much, why I enjoy being around them. When I succeed, they celebrate my success. When they succeed, I celebrate their success. I tell people about their success. I'm like, yo, check out what they did. It was fucking amazing. I want to do something very similar like it. And then when I ask them for advice about how they became successful, they, without any hesitation, give me that information. They don't hold back on anything. They want me to succeed. They want me to be around them. These are the people I found in my life because I chose to be a very solid person first because now they can rely on me as well are you that person and if not then you probably have some work to do my friend well guys that wraps up this episode of the genius brain podcast how much time we got left on this was that seven minutes there i don't know how long i was going before but the uh the podcast kind of stopped for a second because the battery died on the monitor uh, apologies about that but um Next week, I will definitely be in the studio. I have it booked out, ready to go. Uh, I'm going to have the ads on the podcast. We are going to discuss, probably do a review of the Avatar, The Last Airbender. And then we're also going to do a podcast, a little bit about a situation that Ed Ed went through. So um, Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. Remember, Jumbi Waikiki. That's my store out in Waikiki. Make sure that you go out there. The drinks are fucking fire. Um high quality matcha uh j-u-n-b-i and obviously waikiki a secret society my fashion basics clothing line s-c-r-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y dot com this is the stuff that kind of keeps me afloat here so i could go ahead and create more content without having to do like clickbait shit hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast thank you guys for tuning in we will see you every sundays at 12 p.m 
thank you all once again for supporting me throughout these years. I've been on this space 12 plus years now and been able to, to live a very happy life because of all the support that you gave. So hopefully this advice that I'm giving you is something that you can apply. And remember, apply 10% of it. And if you think the other 90% is bullshit, then throw it away. You are your own person. You are responsible for the things that you do. I'm just here to help you along the way. And if it's of no use or no help, just toss it aside. Love you guys. See you all next time. Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.